0: Welcome back to the pod, ladies and gentlemen. I am back with you. This is Hooch, and this is Man in the Cannon Podcast, and we got Mr. Locon.
1: What's up, everybody? Glad to be back here for week four of the Man in the Cannon
2: Podcast. Joey. What up, what Frank. up? Frank. Don't worry. Evening, gents. Well, good evening. Good evening,
0: everybody. And I appreciate everybody giving us a follow, giving us a listen. We're gonna get right into it, boys, because pretty exciting stuff happened. I think, what? right?
1: I don't think there's anything to really talk about this week. I mean, pretty, yeah, pretty, uneventful. pretty yeah. uneventful. We played Tampa. When, wait, oh, <coughs> wait a second. Hang on. Wait a second. The Columbus Blue Jackets have traded Pierre-Luc Dubois and a third-round pick in 2022 for Patrick Laine and Jack Russell. So we touched on. We touched a little bit on potential returns for Pierre-Luc. Couple of weeks ago, we did mention Patrick Line. You know, we kind of mentioned uh maybe trading one situation for the other. He's also a restricted free agent.
0: For a long time it was just a boring headline that everybody right. everybody was connecting the dots, both these players won out. Right, exactly. It was the narrative that
1: had been discussed for the entire time, like uh, any any sort of trade with Winnipeg was coming up because Patrick Line made it known well before Pierre Luc did that he wanted out of Winnipeg. So the rumors started to fly kind of early in that particular situation. So then once Pierre-Luc definitely kind of made it aware that he wanted out, uh, man, the, 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 the Laine rumors were definitely in full force. So, yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, first things first, man, we snag Patrick Laine and Jack Roslevic in exchange for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um,
2: I think it's a home run. I, I couldn't agree more. I Once again, you know, Yarmo. Hashtag #Yarmo is a savage. Hashtag uh, #Yarmo for president. That too. G- gets it done. He is put is put in a tough spot to start the year. Such a tough spot, the way that he
1: the PLD put him in that
2: spot. Absolutely, especially after signing, you know, the two year deal, right, and then everything yeah. kind of snowballed from there. But uh, you know, hats off to Yarmo, and I, I agree. Uh, it, I think it's a home run for the Blue Jackets. We haven't seen this type of player come into our organization. An elite goal scorer absolutely a
1: pure sniper somebody who's really only real major thing that they're really really good at is scoring goals and assisting on those goals as well you know he's not he's not a face off guy he's not giving us strength and depth down the middle somebody that can just kind of carry the puck when we need him to he's actually known for putting the puck in the back of the net and that is something that this team has desperately needed for the past 2 years so yeah, and, and then also, he gives you something on the power play. We can set him on the left wing. He's got a fantastic one-time shot. Maybe we finally see some of, our, some of that action coming through on the power play, and maybe we're able to develop somewhat of a normal power play. So ultimately, I think it's kind of a home run. Um, we, are, we will have to deal with Patrick Laine's contract situation, at the end of his contract, I believe, which is at the end of this year, yep, right. uh, He'll he'll still be a restricted free agent. So, if we want to sign him, we can. And he, if he wants to play in the NHL, then odds are he'll likely have to play for the Columbus Blue Jackets. But at the same time, if he makes himself known that he doesn't want to, uh, you know, be here in Columbus anymore, then we're going to have to deal with that situation all over again. And it's kind of like trading one situation for another. But you gotta, you gotta kind of hope that that's not going to be the case. Maybe Yarmo can convince him to stay, or maybe he comes up and he maybe he comes to Columbus and he ends up loving it. You know, it's not Winnipeg. It's got to be better than Winnipeg. There's, there's nothing in Winnipeg, right? I mean, like yeah, what, what, we do have an airport. airport.
3: and bounds. Yeah, no airport. That's it's my colder. Since it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot colder. Yeah, at least we have a summer. So yeah, yeah,
2: and, and you know, kind of to the Yarmo and uh, Patrick Liney relationship. You know, if they're both from the same. Same town, same town and uh, you know, have known each other for, for a little while. So hopefully, uh, they uh, continue uh, their relationship, and we can get something done in the future. But uh, couldn't be more excited to see what he brings to Columbus here shortly.
1: And then we get Jack Rosbif coming in too, Jackie Columbus boy,
2: dude, Jackie boy, Columbus
1: boy, man. Played for the double or the triple a, uh Blue Jackets when he was younger. Comes up in the in Central Ohio Columbus system. Goes to play at the University of Miami. He's an Ohio kid. You know, you gotta love a story like this. man, And it's
3: finally a, a, a kid who's who's coming and he wants to be part of the team, right? So, he's had season tickets since the inaugural season as well. I mean, right. I, I mean, <coughs> Liney was talking about how Rosolovic has just been the salesman of Columbus, basically right. outside. He says of it's like the best city in the world. Yeah, and I think you know we could argue with that. So, I can I can make that yeah, argument. We, yeah, can, I can.
1: we can sit here and argue about how fantastic Columbus is till till I'm blue in the face. Oh for sure. Yeah. Uh, Speak
0: speaking of fantastic, let's get back to Yarmo on that though. Um, you know, uh, lacking a lot of depth up the center. So when he made that trade for one of with one of the centermen, he got one that got cons- one back. He got one back. Uh, they- uh, you, uh, blue Jackets can't rely on, on Riley Nash, um and you know, these uh just bandages in the
2: right. center line. Yeah, absolutely. Just some more center depth. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's kind of ironic that, uh, and this doesn't happen a whole lot, you know, they were, uh, PLD and Patrick line. They obviously were in the same draft cat class drafted number two and three. And, uh, you know, we just kind of flip flopped there. So it will be, uh, yep. Um, Jarmo was saying, he's
1: like, yeah, I would have given a whole bunch of stuff to trade up in that, in that draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah so he's, you know, he's been eyeing this kid since Oh, man, he's, yeah, he's been eyeing Patrick Laine since junior. the World Juniors uh, when Finland won the gold and uh, Laine was the MVP of that tournament. So, yeah, big addition. I'm really excited to watch him get here. I think he's going to take a little bit because he has been a little banged up with some day-to-day injuries. And uh, obviously he's gonna have to come over. He's coming in from Canada.
3: Yeah, they gotta let his visa clear. Or yeah, he's got to get a so. visa,
1: and he's got to be able. I think he has to quarantine
2: for forty-eight hours. Yeah, or something just, like yeah, that. just a uh, limited quarantine, which which is nice.
3: Quick turnaround or something
2: like that. But Rosolnick was already in he's, Columbus. Yeah, he's
3: on the ice. Yeah, he was practicing. Uh, I think yeah, yesterday, was, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yesterday. Um, Torch was saying he's not gonna put him back in the line yet. He wants to see him get up to game speed, right. uh, which. It's fine by me. Nice. I saw some of the moves that he's done for these next couple games, and I don't hate him. Uh, he did move Gerby back down to taxi yeah, spot. Back down. I don't know. I'm a big, I'm a very big pro Gerby guy.
2: Yeah. So how, how can he not? Yeah. yeah.
1: Especially with with his performance in Tampa. or yeah. at, Against Tampa.
2: Yeah. In game, our, our second game against Tampa. Yep. Yeah. And I think another reason that that too, um, it's Miko's uh, uh, first game tonight uh, as a Columbus, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, yep. which. Uh, me personally, I'm actually really excited to see. He's, uh, you know, a true veteran guy has been there, done that for a number of years now. And Torts also said, you know, he's he's been helping the younger guys, especially at the centerman position, positioning on faceoffs, Texier in particular. So I'm really excited to see uh, what kind of veteran mentality brings uh, on the ice, not just off.
1: I couldn't agree more. We were talking about Vu and last week he asked me the same question, and I was like, I'm not too excited about Vu, but. You know, he, he, you're so right that he kind of gives me, he brings some stabilization and some veteran pres, presence down the middle of the ice. And you're so right about that face off situation. He's going to help a lot of these young guys a, a lot more in the face off service. Yeah, they've really got, the, they
3: got him on the fourth line for this game. Texier up to the second line in the center. So, Ooh, yeah. All right. all right.
1: It'll be fun. Kind of interesting. Koivu,
3: Grigorenko, and Stenlin. Stenlin, bro. Yeah. We can talk. We'll, yeah. we'll,
1: we'll touch on Stenlin a little bit as well here, coming up in our in our game two against Tampa recap. But I got to touch real quick. I want to give some line A stats so we can just kind of see oh, kind of what we're getting here, maybe. You know what he's done. Give in the it past. to me, baby. So 2016-17 season, he's a rookie. He's 18 years old. Comes into the league, 36 goals, for, uh, 28 assists, 60, 64 points total. Incredible. Wow. Unbelievable, right? Like that's the kind of stuff that
0: you, that we dream of in Columbus. Like that's what we need to happen here. Now, granted, that was four years ago, but let's. let's that was and that on. was a damn good Winnipeg team that year too. Yeah, 2017-18, uh,
1: 19 years old, 44 goals, 26 assists. Woo-hoo-hoo! God damn, um, Give me that 44 goals again, baby. God, I need some of that action. Played all 82 games that year too, and the year before played all 82, and the year after. Played. It, he
3: scores 82. those 42 goals. He's the highest paid man. 2018-19, no yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No <laughs> no 30 goals, 20 assists. Got somewhat, you know, a little bit lower of a total, but still 30 goals. God damn, sign me up for that. And then uh last year, 2019-20 season, 28 goals, 35 assists. Again, 63 points. So just just a fantastic goal scorer and playmaker. You're looking at his assists right here, 35 assists last year. You know, that's fantastic. So. We need him to
2: bring some of that, a lot of that talent back into Columbus and get that into our power play. Yeah, and I'm really glad you mentioned the assist category, right? So obviously Lina can score goals really, really well, but um, you know, this might give him an opportunity. Um, you know, opposing defenses are obviously going to be focusing on this guy, so if he can really pass the clock, it could open up some of our other players, which um, <coughs> you know, can definitely spark teams. So Maybe excited for that there. too. Yeah. Could yeah. Could if it, could we could, could figure nice out
1: spacing...
0: Well.
2: Yeah, if we can figure it out maybe a little bit.
1: One problem at a time. (laughs) One thing at a time. Jack Roslick's stats, right? Real quick, what are we getting in this young centerman? Uh, 2017-18 with (coughs) Kite played 31 games, 5 goals, 9 assists. 18-19 season played 77 games, 9 goals, 15 assists. And then last year, uh, 19-20 year, 71 games played, 12 goals, 17, 17 assists. So we're looking at a you know somewhere around a 10, 10 goals per year kind of where i'm you know baseline of kind of what jack rossville has done in the past so so w-
2: was he a consistent fourth liner for winnipeg or just kind of i don't really him? know i
1: yeah. think he was kind of down there in that third or fourth line okay. or third yeah. and fourth line but again we're not getting this isn't a crazy you know crazy extra player we need it but what it does give us as huge mentioned is a return centerman for that trade that we need and Winnipeg's also keeping 25% of line A's salary or something. So they're paying him to play against them, which is pretty cool. So, uh, And so that was, I mean, we had to end up trading Pierre-Luc because of the situation that happened in game one, right? Or in the first Tampa game, uh, where he goes out on the ice in the first period, doesn't do jack shit. Actually, one of his shifts looked like he was just kind of skating around with no purpose whatsoever. Uh, goes to the corner, tries to kind of maybe... He takes a jab at the puck, but that's really it. And after that, Tortorella was done with it, right? And even after that, skating off the ice, after that shift, he took his sweet-ass time getting off the ice. Oh, 100%. And, and Tortorella was done with it after that. Sits him down on the bench, did not play the rest of the game. That was his last shift as a Columbus Blue Jacket. So after that, right, it kind of it made it pretty clear what we needed to do. But that kind of leads us into talking about game one, or that, that first Tampa Bay game, right? Eventually or ultimately we end up, Taking a loss in overtime in that game, so we pick up a point, uh, but Tampa out outscores us three two
0: in that one. So, what
1: do you guys think about that game? What are some thoughts? What do you guys remember about that
0: game? Well, oh, love the fire, obviously. Right off the rip, you know, yeah. we get forty we, seconds in goal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Domi, Domi, Domi. Domi
1: straight down the middle to, to Bjorki on the right wing, and yeah, Vasilevsky's a little out of position on that play, but we'll take it every time. Yep. You know, Bjorkstrand puts it right on the uh, short side. Kind of right over uh, Vasiliski's left blocker. Great shot, great goal.
0: We talked about it on the last podcast about how he, on the short side, or did yeah. we talk about it on the podcast? Maybe we were just talking about it just sitting in the garage. But he gets cocky on that glove side, especially on the short side. He'll be, He's like he's like wanting you to shoot it there. He's like, I'm going to. I
2: mean, yeah, you kind of you rewatch the, uh, which I love doing uh, when we beat them. Or so, <laughs> in the series. I mean, you, you nailed it. I mean, we're shooting glove side. All day every day on basketball basket L So um yeah, early lead, great, you know, confidence builder for us. Um, you know, and they, you know, as Tampa does, they respond, put two quick ones in the net. So quick they go up two
1: one. I think that was in like the middle of the second, second period. Yeah. Yeah. So we find ourselves kind of trying to trail and then, you know, we do we get a power play goal. We Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> what? Felino <laughs> puts one in on the power play, and it's like I even texted the guys in the group, I was like, what did my eyes just see? What, what is happening right now? I'm so through the like
0: eyes it. of somebody that doesn't even watch it, I'm sitting in my garage with my yes. uncle Gary, and he goes, oh. and, and we're getting ready to go on the power play, and He goes, well, we should score on this one, and I'm, uh, and every there's three like chairs that just go, <laughs> and we just, what did you say, and Gary? we looked at him, and then boom, we score in like six seconds, and I'm like, holy
3: shit! You gotta get Gary on oh, the
1: Yeah, he knows something we don't. He yeah. must. He knows something Tortorella does He's a whisperer. Years. I don't know. Right. I mean, he's, he's got, got him in his ear. He's either. got the juice. But
3: I think I, I want to touch back on like the hot start. Is I think we've seen that a couple times already just in this season, where the guys come out and they're just playing with absolute fire. The passes look good. The skating looks good. The shifts look good. And then just we kind of just start to fizzle out, and then we end up having to play from behind. Yeah,
1: and, and it I really think it's really become a problem. It really does become evident, especially in the second period, in yeah. my opinion. Like we kind of come out with some energy it's, in the first. It's always our
2: worst period, even the past couple of years. It's Just so true. It. Second period's been a so sloppy. Yeah, a, 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 a nightmare for
1: the Columbus Blue Jackets the past couple of years. But man, we kind of tie it up there, and we're like, the way that that game was going, though, you know, the, the just at, especially in the second and third period, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel like. We were we were really in that game. Mm-hmm. Tampa was definitely controlling most of the play in that game, but we we take it to overtime, right? And actually in overtime, great We, did, we didn't get scored on in 16 seconds like we did in, <laughs> against Troy. Improvement. Yeah, a little bit of an improvement, but uh, <coughs> yeah. And we actually had some looks. We had a couple of breaks. Warenski had a couple of breaks. Warenski
2: and Texier going a quick. I mean, actually, I, I'm probably about a minute in a two on one and. I, I think. Uh, Miss it wide. Yeah, Zach hesitated a little bit. But, but, then, but, but then it's, then a, then. it's
0: a consistent problem with our beginning overtime unit. Like, why is it? Why is that who it is? Like, why are those guys starting out up there?
1: I uh, can't remember exactly who started that overtime period, <laughs> but, you know, I do remember who was on the ice when, when we lost the game.
3: Uh, I'm pretty sure Cam
1: Atkinson was on the ice. And so, yeah, and I've seen
3: Z do some really goofy shit in overtime in person as well, and yeah, it frustrates me to no end.
1: Don't get me wrong, his his play defensively has been a concern, and and offensively, but his play defensively has been an even bigger concern for me. But yeah, uh, gotta have those guys start stepping up a little bit in overtime. But but the thing is too is though it's like um, that power play goal passed from Headman on the goal line to Braden Point right in the right in the slot. I mean and Texier's not stick power is play. That wasn't a power a, play. Not on the power
0: play. Oh, you said the power play. Sorry. Oh, did I say the power play? Not it's on right. the power play. In the overtime. overtime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hedman on the goal line, throws it right in the slot to Braden Point, and Texier's stick is is literally right there. I mean, it it just, it it the just, it's like Tex, Man, what do you got you just gotta see the puck a little bit better, man? You just gotta you just gotta deflect that one wide or, or pull it back out and, and try to you know, you gotta get that goal or out of the out of the back of the.
0: And Cam and Cam needs to know his limitations. He can't be going one-on-one with Victor Hedman and then oh, expect it to to turn out well. He gets the Honestly, steal, he outskates everybody, and then he gets it below the goal. So it, like you said, throws it back to one of the best goal stores in in the freaking league, and here we are.
1: I just feel like I don't get why. Here's my thing with, with Cam. They are who let we let thought off, they were, yeah. and we let them off the hook. We let them off the hook. Cam <laughs> versus Hedman to me is a little bit, it's just like, yeah, Hedman's good and he's tall and he's long and he can reach, you know, re- take his stick and reach the puck. But at the same time, if like you watch that replay, he didn't, he doesn't really get the puck that much on Cam. Cam's just falling over. And, you know, I'm trying not to make this complete bitch fest about Cam Atkinson, so we just need to, we
0: need let's change the subject.
1: We're on to, that We're on to the next one. On to the next one. Real thing.
0: quick, Cam's fault on goal. Tex needs to have his stick <laughs> active.
1: <laughs> Those are the notes I wrote down Cam's fault.
0: Tennessee needs to have a better stick, and mm-hmm. uh, hey, you know, kind of that important. and that's then that's all it was. Yeah. So
2: you know, similar to the power play, right? We we we've, we've also struggled on three on three overtime, which another reason I'm really excited for Patrick Line. I think it, it no question brings a whole other element to three on three hockey, and uh, you sure. know it'll be interesting uh, interesting to see uh, our next overtime game what uh, what he's able to do. Absolutely, couldn't agree
1: more, and that leads us into post game post game coverage of that game. Uh,
2: yeah, this was uh, NBC, uh, so it was pretty funny listening to uh, the national broadcasters, yeah, yeah. Patrick Sharp, and I'm blanking on the other guy, but I mean, they it, it, it was pretty comical. Yeah, and so earlier in the week, I, I think they were asking Tortorella, because
1: PLD had been sitting for, or he'd only played like 10 minutes, and they asked Tortorella, they like, hey, are you benching PLD right now? And Tortorella's like, you guys are digging way too far into this, trust me, you'll know when I bench somebody. <laughs> so... After this game, somebody asked him that, and Tordrillo was real quick. I told you, I told you you'd know when I benched somebody's ass. And he sat, he sat Pierre or Luke down, and uh, you know that was his, un- unfortunately that was his last shift. I shouldn't say unfortunately. I mean, yeah, unfortunately unfortunately, unfortunately. unfortunately,
2: that was his last shift. But man, like it, when it when it happened, you know, I wasn't obviously everything's happening fast. But when I took a look, like obviously it was all over Twitter, like ELV's last shift. I mean, it was <laughs> embarrassing, just embarrassing. I tried to stay off
0: Twitter during the
1: game. Yeah,
2: no, that's, <laughs> that's smart. <Yeah. laughs> no, yeah, like yeah, Quiet, Yeah, man, I mean,
1: I just think it's hilarious that we traded him to Winnipeg,
0: too. Like, like, to the casual fan, I didn't even realize it until Frank brought it up. He was like, hey, realize that PLD hasn't been out there for a while, and I'm like, oh. oh. yeah.
1: Well, because I'd seen it on Twitter, kind of mentioning it a few times, and... People saying he hasn't been on the ice for like the fir- or the last half of this first period, and then after that, I was watching, I was watching hardcore that second period. He was not on the ice. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> he is not playing. And then it became even clearer in in, uh, in uh, the third period, and especially, and then again in overtime. But that was a big uh, kind of dilemma after that game. People were people were pissed because Pierre Luc wasn't on the ice in overtime, and they were like, oh Tortorella, what are you doing? You know, like. You should be trying to win games and you should put your best players on the ice no matter what, if they want to trade or not. Uh, But ultimately, you know, I think it was kind of like a move that Pierre-Luc instituted. He's like, I'm not going to play,
2: basically, is kind of what he's saying. Because he's just skating around. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously, Torelli, they they easily could have healthy scratched him Mm -hmm. uh, and not played him at all, but obviously... But then
1: that's what they ended up... uh, And then I think that benching was kind of... Leaning leaning towards, well, I, I, where I'm going at is I think that's what Tortorella was kind of saying to Yarmo. It's like, okay, we're, we need to trade this guy right now because this just isn't working out. And, you know, credit to Yarmo. He pulled the, he pulled the trigger two days later. Earlier, earlier in the morning, Saturday morning, that's when he ends up pulling that trigger. So, ultimately, I think it was uh, yeah, pretty clear mat- that it had to be done. So. Before
2: the matinee game against Tampa, too. Yep. Huge news.
0: It was very cool just to highlight on that, uh, bringing them on on the uh, through like a webcam. And, oh, yeah, uh, that broadcast on that
1: game was really cool because they got to talk to Line and yep, yeah, talk to Razovic. Yeah. Both said they're really excited to get to town, get started here, so that's encouraging.
0: Even, even, uh, Line throwing out the little one hitter on there when he said, um, uh, it doesn't look like you guys need any goals. You just scored oh, two right, in the first quarter. Goals? Goals.
3: What do you mean they need help scoring goals? They
0: just scored two in the first, in the first period. Yeah.
1: So, Pierre Luke did a Canadian interview, I believe, on Sportsnet uh, this week, I think yesterday, or yep. maybe a little bit before, where the guy asked him straight up, kind of comes out and says, he's like, Come on, PLD, just tell me, man, what's up? We all want to know the answer. You know, why is it that you wanted to leave Columbus? And. Pierlu kind of beats around the bush a little bit says he's not going to get into the exact specifics of the situation but he does kind of allude to the fact that uh, he does say that it kind of wasn't due to John Tortorella says that he appreciates John Tortorella's coaching style says he understands that he's just trying to make him a better player those kinds of things Um, and he does kind of allude to the fact
0: even though he goes out and plays like trash for him
1: yeah so that's why I'm taking everything that he, I take everything he's saying now with a grain of salt. I'm not really paying any attention to what he has to say. It's just he also kind of alludes to the fact and says that during negotiations, when he started to think, man, if I'm gonna be here long term, this may not be the situation that I want to be in, or this may not be the place that I want to be. So ultimately, is he throwing shade at Yarmo? Is he throwing shade at the city of Columbus? Who who really who, who knows? Nobody really knows. But he did kind of say that it's not really a John Tortorella problem, so we kind of maybe there's some weight to that, but maybe not. He could just be blowing smoke up our ass, so who knows? Yeah.
0: He definitely needs like a PR person or something like that. He's so uh, bad at
1: interviews. Yeah, very. He says uh all the time. Like I get it, but he's just so bad at it, and drives me insane. It's driving me insane for Driven me insane for a long time. But then somebody asked Yarmo something. They're like. Or, no, Yarmo came out in an interview and said that he just wishes Pierre Luc would say, say the truth or give it to us straight because he says that those negotiations and that there was no ill will or anything during those negotiations. Yeah, and I mean, I
2: think Yarmo also, I mean, he laid out a, a three or four different options on the table, right? Yeah, I, I, think, I don't even. I don't, Long, I don't, medium, short. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Right? Yeah. And all of them he'd
1: be compensated uh, appropriately. Absolutely. I think they said I read one too. He was
0: all, like, he was all the, he was always going to be the highest paid Blue Jacket. Absolutely, yeah. They were saying oh, like, yeah,
1: like, they were
3: the box. Something
1: about like it, they had an eight year deal on the table and it would have made him the highest paid Blue Jackets, Blue Jacket, in Blue Jackets history. history yeah. So yet again, another situation that uh, you know somebody doesn't want to sign in Columbus. But hey, good riddance. Don't yeah. let the door kick you on the, in the butt on the way out, Pld. I'm certainly not going to lose any sleep. Hope yeah, no, you had a nice long drive situation. from
3: whatever airport was closest to uh, Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, we don't even
1: know. So But yeah, Yarmo was saying he would have given a lot to move up in the trip or up in the draft to get Line in at that second position. So um They're already said that. Yeah. I just he's Yarmo's He's not he's a quiet he's, ruthless guy. Yes, right? that's yeah. it. I couldn't You're put not. it into words. <laughs> Quietly ruthless. Throwing shade at PLD left and right, but in his normal Yarmo voice it doesn't change at all and I'm just gonna talk like this. But PLD's out, thank God, right? So, for when, they, when they traded him, they, they kind of traded him ultimately right before that second game against Tampa. So, going into that game, and they knew they were, I think they knew that. I think Yarmo might have known that, uh, that he was making a deal either today or the next day. So, they were going to scratch him. They scratched him anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was not going to dress. So, in response to it, for a team that was kind of struggling for some energy and maybe some goals and some juice... They end up bringing Nathan Gerby and Kevin Stenland into the lineup before that second game against Tampa. And right from the get-go again... And, put,
0: get, and putting another guy on the taxi squad that's just been under fucking roaming. Him.
1: They send Emil Bemstrom down to the taxi squad. Y'all know how I feel about Emil Bemstrom. Unfortunately, that kid's just been struggling, man, for for over a year now. And I, I heard John Tortorella talk about it a little bit. He's He was saying he's going to coach him differently this year. He's going to because he's lacking some confidence. Last year it was I feel like a little bit more of a hard hard hat mentality of we're gonna keep throwing you back out there, Bemmy, yeah. and we're we're gonna give you keep giving you these opportunities even if you're not really gaining any confidence. So so I think they're gonna be a little bit more cautious with that this year.
3: Yeah, and I think he found his moments. I mean, we we've, we've seen him have a couple moments in, in, in different games. He would ride that wave for a little bit and then it, it, you know he would just fall back down and. If we could just pump him back up to just mediocre consistency to be on, you know, the right line that he deserves to be on, right. um, it would do wonders for, for him, yeah. for his confidence, and for the club.
2: I think confidence, I mean, I mean, that's the best way to put it, right? I mean, I think coming in, um, there was a lot of hype around this kid. They're like, oh, man, wait till you see this guy's slap shot a couple games in. Wow, where's that? Yeah, <laughs> ah, yeah. Wow, Where, yeah. Where's that? I don't put, see it. Put it on the milk carton. If you've seen this, put it on shot, the milk carton. Um, you know, it's just kind of downhill from there, right? And you know, then there's all this chitter chatter in the media with the team, and so if you can just gain some confidence back and. Hell, maybe Patrick Liney can show him a thing or two to hit the back of the net. Yeah, or man, absolutely. A bucks that's a great goals, point. Coaching
3: so. him up on the power play. Maybe he can help him out on that left circle. I've got a laundry list of players that Patrick Liney could help show how to get into the back <laughs> of the net. If we're going to start there. let just bring up our yeah. roster. And yeah. Neil Benstrom, so, who's
0: actually on our team, is yeah. probably number one. He's that one need. One them,
3: that's for sure. Yes.
1: <laughs> so we start off kind of quick again in, game, in that second game against Tampa. You'll remember, Hedman puts one funky goal in under Merzlikens some funky backhand between his legs. He wasn't even looking, and it just kind of happens to slide in. We're down one, nothing early. But then, you know, we kind of come out, man. We scored three quick ones, or, or three three good goals in that period, yeah. I should say. Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, who scored the first one? I can't even remember right now. So.
0: Stenlund, Stenlund. No, 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 no. It was, uh, oh, t- uh, Felino. Yeah, Felino's set
1: yeah, Felino out right, off down. that pass. Yeah, or that playoff. Yeah. Yeah. Cam, yep, yep, Cam, yep, Cam yep. brings it in.
3: yep.
0: To, he tried to
1: beat Headman. He does. He kind of does. He gets around him. Goes in. Uh, doesn't really make the
0: play. But Felino
1: gets that rebound. Taps it in. Yeah, one to one. It was settled. about.
0: It was going to be a penalty though. Yes, that's right. Yes. It was going to. They were. They, they it yeah, was yeah, going to yeah, be. Penalty, a
3: penalty, penalty fall, Yes. Yeah, right.
0: Yep. So uh, you know that they was got, that was a <laughs> on that play. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was, believe it or not, that was a great play by Cam Atkinson. It, was. it we're really we're
1: was. Props there. It's a, I think that might have been his first point. As of uh, this season First or second He might have got one I think we were talking about You know uh The pod last week After those After the ends of the, all of those games That he was still looking for his first point But maybe not I, I could be wrong But I think he was certain I think that was his first point as a, as a jacket Or as a jacket this season But then Stenlund comes down He walks in Firing You know Has a nice slap shot Right under Vasilevsky's blocker Kind of trickles in Doesn't really go in It's just sitting there Behind Vasilevsky And Grigorenko Snoops right in And just taps it in Right for Grigorenko's first as a jacket, a great goal, great play by Stenlund, and I think Grigorenko made that pass up to Stenlund, so it's kind of like he's sort of assisting on his own goal, yeah, kind of a back give and, and, and goal, go kind of, you know, kind of yeah, giving sure. goal, kind of thing. But uh, you know what a fantastic play, and then Gabrikov, baby. Yeah.
0: Well, well, hold on, real quick, oh, we're course. not we're pumped the brakes here, Stenlin. Yeah. yeah, I I love Stenlin. He just reminds That's me he. Myself. He, he he reminds me of maybe just a little bit slower Josh Anderson. Like doesn't have that speed, but right, yeah. definitely has the size. Yeah. Big guy, big guy, and good shot. and that was a great shot. That really was. It
1: really was a good shot. He's played well for us. He played well for us in the playoffs last year. Yeah, yeah. when when we brought him up. So he's. I just. It's going to be interesting to see where he fits in moving forward. Right now that we're bringing in Rousevich. Yeah, it's going to be. Line is going to be on. So it's going to
3: be fine. It'll be oh, interesting to see the lines that they come up, they start coming up with because we know Torx well enough. He's going to move these boys around wow, yeah, on different yeah. lines and stuff. It's, it's going to be fun, so for sure. Definitely have options. Scoreless second period
1: that game. Yeah. But it was tight. There was a lot of action got, back and yeah, forth. It was a fast period. Merzlikens was fantastic. Well, oh, second. Well, well, hold on. on. Yeah,
3: we were sitting here in the den for that. We're one. not going to talk about Gavrikov? We did. We, I, well, yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I tried to, and then you brought it I back brought it extended. back no, because right. we tried to, to bring it back. All right, we're, we're bringing, bringing it
1: back again. We're bringing, we're it, back so again. We're bringing it back. You're right. No, you're totally right. Gavrikov's goal, fantastic shot, right? That's what we need sometimes out of, out of our defensemen. So. And then he's got that fantastic calling oh, on my celly. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows what he's doing, but hey, he does, and that's all
3: that matters. He won't yeah. tell us who he's calling, but that's fine. Foreigners, man. I'll leave it private.
0: Love, love, them, love them songs. Um, and then Tampa scores late on a power play. Right. Who would have thunk it?
1: We were talking about that, too, during the game. If you watched Tampa's power
0: play. Well, I was counting for him. I was like, okay, how many seconds does it take us to get into the zone? once like 30
1: seconds at least most of the time yeah because we take it back behind our own net or we lose the face off and they swing all the way back behind our net we get
0: the call in from the sidelines all right what what play are we running and then Then we got to
1: bring it up to center
0: ice and then throw it back and tampa is like 10 seconds or less they are they are blitzkrieging it and they're just going straight in there every time 10 seconds even if it's a bad play and it goes almost all the way back to their net they're they're in our zone in 10 seconds
3: i absolutely cringe when I see one of our players, whether it be in overtime or on the power play, go back behind our net after what Z did. Um, I think it was an overtime game that he gave up. He went to go past the puck, and then it was just immediately stolen and scored, and that was it. And So now every time if I see us moving back there, I just turn away. <laughs> no, like, I don't even no. want to look.
2: Please, no, no, no. Yeah crazy, too. Tampa's power play is without uh, Kucherov. So, I mean... Right. It is. Oh, it's but it's just... It's no, just it's they just a the philosophy. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean just... It's so the idea of we're getting
3: the into the zone. You're, you're not scoring if you're not in the zone. Ta- right. in the zone.
0: Corner. Congratulations, Tampa fans. You get to watch a great power play all the time.
1: All
3: the jelly. Yeah. Um,
1: but, yeah. Then, Wierenski finally gets on the board in the third with a big goal that really kind of... Because that at that point the game's three two and it's like man we if we don't get the next goal you know it's a tie game but then Wierenski comes in well
0: because we went the whole second Murslikins was right, big the whole yep. second
1: Murslikins was fantastic and that that second period was not short of uh, you know chances for Tampa so Murslikins played fantastic in this game as well. per
0: so, usual in the second you know, for us goaltending's been been good to start mm-hmm. the season which has been a good thing to see Wierenski's
1: big goal we go up four two. Awesome, right? Good to see him get on the board. Um Tex with a great pass. Tex with a fantastic pass right from the slot up mm-hmm. to where he was. So, yeah, great plays all around. Um and then Robinson on the fifth goal, right? The uh the empty netter. Yeah, empty netter. we actually scored an empty netter, yeah. Well the problem, yeah, and the play that he makes to, to score that goal too is from, so the, re- from the red line yeah because he, well, he well he starts from <laughs> our own and made sure mode. he was shooting it from the red line absolutely because you, you could see he had the opportunity to shoot it earlier right Yeah. but he's like I'm going to try to get this to the red line because I think I can beat him over here on the left side and so he does he gets there to the red line and then shoots it to you know prevent or wave off the icing so a great play all around I thought we played fantastically game, and it's really given me some hope you know we talked about the light at the end of the tunnel last pod, that there may be something there to kind of look for. Uh, I think we started to see a little bit of that against against Tampa that, that second game. You you know, we know, we what already, we should
3: be expecting from them is what yeah, it
0: is. And you, and you nailed it with that Eric Robinson goal. It, it was, you know, we're up 4-2. Robinson makes that head play. Like the running back falling down short.
1: Out, running out of bounds at the one yard line to run out the
0: clock. Yeah. yeah, and then get three more downs. You end the game. There's no way they can come back. Even though scoring, they still get the ball back. It, it's same type of play. Like you know, he doesn't yes. want he doesn't want another one in our zone, especially with them having a man up because we've seen what happens when they're a man up. They can they can yeah. put the fuck yeah. in the goal. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah.
2: I, you know, and just overall, I think there was just me. I mean. Obviously, I think a lot to do with the whole POD situation. Obviously, it was causing some problems internally, um, but there was just a weight off the, the guy's shoulders. Yep. It looked like they they played with a lot of energy, uh, you know, from start to finish. Even when we went down a goal, you know, we didn't freak out. They responded quickly, took the uh, took the lead shortly after that, and this was the first time all season they kind of played as a uh, cohesive unit. I oh, thought. The, the, neutral, the play in the neutral zone so was much so much better. The spacing, you know, we're not giving them too much space. and you the, the space, passing they're was a lot of, better. I mean, absolutely.
3: I think Gerby and Stenlin coming up for that game had a lot to do with it also. It's a, it was like a two-pole thing. The weight of the PLD thing kind of got off of everybody's chest. And then Stenlin and Gerby coming up where they didn't have to worry about skating with PLD at all. Through right. the first couple games, they're just like, we have to come out here and play like we did before. Right. I think that helped elevate the whole team that It game. was pretty evident
1: that those two were those two were pretty noticeable to me, especially oh, in the yeah. first period. Yeah. And Foodie, uh, you know, Gerby, Stenland, Foodie, those guys were on the ice a lot in the first period. You could see Tortorella saying, yeah, get back out there. Keep running, they get back man. off the ice, sit down for five minutes, and like, go back out there, right? Get your breath, and we're, we're throwing you back out there as soon as you're ready, so – yeah, you could it was pretty evident to me that Fortorel was doing a, something a little bit different that game but uh unfortunately I think Gerby's been sent back to the taxi squad cuz we kind of kind of got to make some room here uh moving forward with Koivu starting uh, in center tonight. Um, we won't touch on the game maybe too much but uh yeah. we do play the Florida Panthers tonight. Bobrovsky's going to be in there. Yeah, yeah. coming back to Florida. I hope
3: yeah. we put an eight or nine on. Yeah,
2: I think we would. Like that New Year's Eve, though. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like New Year's Eve, yeah, a couple cool. guys. Wenberg as well. I don't know if Wenberg's playing or if he's in the lineup. I don't care. Right yeah, I, I, I don't Wendberg. think so. I was <laughs> looking at the
3: lines earlier, and uh, yeah, I don't think so. During that
1: game, though, against Tampa, the second Tampa game, again, though.
0: Right? Florida's like our farm team, aren't they? Don't they have like five or six? Old yeah, they, guys. They, they call so, them the
1: Florida
3: Jackets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: They just got our old assistant GM, too, uh, Bill Zito. So he he knows our players, and, you know, he's – He's got Bobrovsky. He's got Nudavara. He's got Winberg, They have Duclair. Uh, so yeah, lots of former Jackets down there in, in uh, Sunrise, Florida. But again, in that second game, zero
3: for two on the power. Where
0: blue play. Jackets go to die.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's like every so other funny. Ohio, and we we go to Florida. Yeah, <laughs> get, <Yep>. just, <laughs> for, just <laughs> for, for the winner. just <laughs> for the yeah, winter yeah.
2: hockey season. Uh, yeah, we we do go for two. So obviously, we weren't really. Catching I want to fight John, John Tortorella. <laughs> I'm going to fight him. I
1: feel like we're all we've about talked. To
0: fight him. We've talked about the power play enough on Tampa side and how good it is. Let's fight John Tortorella. <laughs>
1: Also, we've acquired some live footage, actually, uh, in-depth analysis and, you know, behind-the-scenes footage of John Tortorella talking about the play. Here it is.
0: This is the play. This is the
2: play. Okay. The quarterback. Two receivers lined up to the left. One to the right. There's a flanker lined up to the left behind the quarterback. Okay. Now, he gives the ball. No, he doesn't. He doesn't get the ball. The receiver goes all the way over there to the left. Now, once the quarterback has the ball,
0: he fakes to the left. Now, he fakes to the
4: right.
1: He doesn't fake. He, he
4: thinks about fake. He pretends to fake.
1: Five for Fighting, everybody. Our favorite segment here. We're going to fight John Tortorella's philosophy on the power play. Here's my here's my biggest thing about it now is when you ask when they ask him about the power play, you know, towards what's going on with the power play, he just says, stop asking me about it. You know, the Nick Saban thing. I'm not going to talk about it, <laughs> so, so quit out. asking. He just decides not to answer questions about the power play because he's not running it, you know. They have, uh, what's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? That they literally brought
2: the back guy back in. They, were they all don't buy him anymore, in. though. They... Richards? Yeah, our assistant coach, right? Yeah, what's yeah, the assistant coach's name? Uh,
1: I forget. It's that guy with the weird head. Yeah. <laughs> He's got those, those yeah. things on his head. Yeah, he always looks very
2: angry, too. Yeah, he looks angry. Well, He's be angry,
1: too. He's well-spoken and everything, but he runs our power play, and I think I want to fight him just because I just don't get We're like, fighting everybody. When is it going to change, dude? When is... So, so here's, my, here's my thing, though, is... Does Linea come in and, and help our power play? Or, here's because...
0: Well, Torts is sending him our power play philosophy and saying, here. So, that's what I'm saying.
1: Like, I want to fight John Tortorella for even kind of doing that. I feel like he should be asking Patrick Linea, how do you want to run the power play? Because that's how I'm going to do it. You know, we should take his advice into account maybe a lot more than the way that we've already been doing things. I guess what I'm going at is like we shouldn't try to implement our system for Patrick Line. Like we need to Sweet. change our system to favor whatever it is that Patrick Line wants to do on the power play. And torts. I kinda tweeted about torts, this
0: torts, real quick. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. We can't we we don't even have to ask Patrick Lyneck. There is what, 27 other teams? 28 other teams? 30.
1: 31 teams in the NHL.
0: So there's 30 other teams, and all of them run—most of them run a competent power play. Why are we not—why are we not stealing at least something and incorporating it? let
2: for a second,
3: though. I, I might this. Are you on we'll Torts' side? i are not on
2: Torts' side, but think about this for a second, right? Torts is, is sending Patrick Lyon to film for, you know, him to get familiar with our power play. It, does it suck ass? Yeah, it sucks ass. <laughs> but if Patrick, you know, Patrick Line, beforehand, is not watching our power play in Winnipeg. So let him take time and, you know, give his analysis. Sure, yeah, maybe. It's, yeah, that's true. Take some notes, Line,
1: A, right? Read up on what we're doing. and then But then again, like, I want to then do the opposite
3: of what we're doing. <laughs> because we're not scoring goals.
1: <laughs> no, but you're right, Frank. Hey, I just, just want to compare I just want to compare say? he
3: can know what not to do that's what we're doing
1: I imagine the Ron Swanson meme of when Ron Swanson finds out that his name's on his computer like Patrick Linea opening the email with the power play on it and just taking his computer out to the dumpster and throwing it <laughs> in the trash that's just what I think of. but uh,
0: I can I would put like Columbus Blue Jacket power play film like with like baby shark like that's just like baby shark playing all over and over and over again.
3: like Guantanamo? You just have to constantly watch Like it's literally
0: it's Patrick Linea in the meme where he's throwing his headphones because he's watching this. He's watching this. He's watching this, he's watching this just what are you guys doing? You're you're destroying hockey with your power play like abilities. Like, what are we
1: doing? And we even got a goal. We change coach the power The special teams coach. Not, not John Togo. But
0: yeah, mind. that and that's my thing. It's you know like how long do you go with like any type of coordinator or anything like that? Listen man, if he ain't getting it done, it's time to make a change or it's your ass right. cuz you know, it, it all boils down to that. We all can see our deficiency, like major one. Major major deficiency is power like we suck. We suck when we are up a fucking person. Like there is – we have an extra person on the ice.
2: We're worse. Yeah. We're almost a worse. We're a worse. So thing. i saying there's supposed to be an advantage.
0: I'm saying that there is literally no other sport in the history of sports that allows an extra person advantage. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in the one so and, so you, like, and you like – and you literally – play worse. And you fuck it up 99% of the time. We got a goal the other day and it wasn't even a good one. It was just lucky. It was. Yeah, it was.
1: Well, too. That, that t- it was a. It was a good play.
0: It was okay. I so like
1: Foligno, he tried to. Well, make that well, the
0: best. Well, the best part okay. was is we were already in the zone because we got the. Yeah, yeah we got the face off in their zone. So there, there's one. The the biggest problem with the whole entire thing is getting it there in the first place. Sure. So we already have it there, and we win the face off. Convenient, and then we okay. score. Yeah. It <laughs> almost second. Almost. We're that easy.
1: Just win the face off every time and get a
0: nice. In their, in their zone. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, it's gonna be. It's always. It always is gonna start in the zone. The power play face off always is gonna start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just we just gotta, so just, the first we just 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 gotta score in it for full two minutes and not let them get it and, and kick it out.
0: Oh, we do I that. Want a purple unicorn. <laughs> no, we just need to score like in the first six seconds while we have well we can use that man advantage because the I mean, resident and i had
2: a joke last year right the when the blue jackets went on the power play it was just another way of saying let's just hope we take two minutes off the clock can we just take two minutes oh off yeah the clock <laughs> listen when we
3: if i'm at home and we're out, or even really if i'm at the game that's when i go to the bathroom <laughs> i go get some food you know i might change my laundry over <laughs> things like that i <laughs> Mini intermission. Right, exactly. does, does he doesn't even watch it. <laughs> to, nah, hey, man, I don't believe Ethan's cool. just hollering in the back room, like, "Yeah, I figured."
0: You watch it long enough, it's hopefully, like it's like pouring bleach in your eyes. It just starts burning your eye sockets. Just watching the, this.
1: Hopefully, the power play can kind of pick up some steam here with with the addition of line A. I'm really looking forward to that addition, especially on that left circle. Um, for those of you listening, you gotta you gotta check out our Twitter at Man the uh, we've tweeted a, a few videos of Patrick Liney highlights, and and y- if you haven't had the chance to watch this kid shoot the puck, you just you do yourself a favor, grab yourself a nice can of pop, sit down for a nice little five six minute pl- uh, you know YouTube video Of Patrick Liney highlights and get pumped up and get get, get get the blood get, get the blood flowing. For the rest of the I swear to God, if, he, if the first time if he's able to do it. Throw a slap shot from the left circle <laughs> off one time. buy a jersey. Oh, absolutely, hands down, buying a A jersey if he does that one time. If, as soon as he does that, I'm pushing buy on on Amazon or wherever they. It's already they in the card. Add he to cart. cart. Add, it's All already those. in the cart. Hopefully, it's we'll already in the blue line. going though as as that power play moves forward, especially here against uh, against Florida coming up tonight. Um, You know, we're we're playing them technically when we're recording. We're playing them tonight, but. We got We got a deep. Well, one thing is, we got we got, we got we got we got Koivu. Koivu's coming back, drawn in yep. center, finally off the COVID list. Yep. Um, what do you What do you make of Miko Koivu, Frank? You know, you were kind of mentioning you're a little excited about his uh, the 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 idea of what he's going to bring to the center of the
2: ISO. His presence. It. Yeah, and I think we we touched on this briefly earlier, but I, you know, he's he's a true veteran guy, right? A journeyman, if you will. He's been around, been there, done that for a while. He not only gives us depth at the center position, which you know we've been lacking for um, the past couple of seasons, and uh, he, he, he he's just smart with the puck. He's very good in the faceoff circle, and uh, you know, Torcz even said um, in his press conference either this morning or yesterday, you know. He's been very essential at training and helping the other guys, uh, the, the younger centermen, like Texier, for example, and teaching them the right way to play the face off in different situations. Great so line. excited to see what he brings. And I, I think he's going to be a great addition. I really do.
1: So, yeah, he's center in that fourth line, right, this evening? He's going to Starting be on the fourth
2: line, I believe, right? Yep. Yeah. Correct. Fourth line tonight.
1: Fourth line tonight, drawing in for the first time as a Columbus Blue Jacket. We're going to welcome Miko Koivu back to the ice. Uh, welcome. I can't say I'm, like, jumping through the roof. I've said it before. I'm not, like, s- super-duper excited about having Miko Koibu uh,
3: As it pertains to our ability to score goals. It's going to be a fun line, though, at least tonight, to watch it, it, Gregorinko, Koibu, and... He's going to score tonight. Watch.
1: That's, hey, if he wants to score, that's fine with me, man. <laughs> if he wants to score every night, I'm not going to argue with him. I'm just saying, like... I don't, I'm not excited as... as special player, <laughs> that's right, that's the guy. <laughs> the sleeper. Boy, yep. draw him in on your classic slates. Because he's not on any tears. Is. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like you're right, Frank. You hit on a lot of the great points on what he's going to provide us. And that is of that veteran mindset, the veteran man- mentality. And another thing is he's freaking big. You know, he's big. And that's something we've kind of struggled with down the center of the ice. Pierre Luke. Especially, especially especially Pierre, Luke Pierre
0: Luke was our Pierre like big, was big. He's our. That would say by it.
2: far he was probably the biggest one though. Yeah. But when when have we had a big centerman on the fourth line? No, I, no. no. I don't. I don't think we have. It's
0: always been Riley Nash. Yeah, yeah Riley Nash. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, Dubinsky. <laughs> Dubinsky. He's not, that big. not not that big. No.
1: Um, but speaking of which, we did end up putting I saw Dubinsky's that. contract on long term IR. So <sighs> he done. Uh, he's done. Thank you, Brandon Dubinsky. Love you. Kwaybu, though,
0: Thank you for serving. If he
1: wants to score, I'm all for it.
0: Um, he's not somebody cool. that excites you, but it, like, it, it's he's just, it's just putting, it's so just too. putting, it's just putting out. Hopefully, he plays good enough to push some other guys out. You know, mm-hmm. uh,
1: right. If he can push Riley Nash out of the lineup, I'll love him forever. Exactly. Gosh, I'm, tar- I'm tired. I'm so tired of watching it. Yeah, I mean, you just can't, you just can't afford to keep a guy on your roster if you, if you want to win a cup. He is better than Riley. One hundred percent. I I hope, I hope you're right. Like we we don't know. We haven't seen him as a Columbus Blue Jacket yet. Was he better than Riley Nash in his prime? Yes, uh, one thousand percent fact. Yes, but the thing and the fact of the matter is, is that Miko Koivu is getting a little old, and he hasn't played hockey for the Columbus Blue Jackets yet. So we'll find out. We'll see what he's got. I'm really excited to watch him. I'm definitely gonna welcome him with open arms. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not gonna be. Where I'm going is, I'm not going to be pissed if he doesn't score. You know, because I'm not really expecting him to again. do yeah. m- much more than that.
0: Well, what are we excited about in this game? Obviously, it's Bob versus Corby.
1: Bob is back, right? And he's in net. I'm hoping we drop eight or nine on him. Uh, I think we can. But I will say, you know, Florida's, I think they're 2-0 and right now. Uh, they've actually seemed to look rather, rather decent, in my opinion. Uh, but albeit, again, only two games, so... We're coming in with a little bit more experience. I think we could pull off a good win time, man. We definitely if could. We can, if we can pull out this one, we're, we're getting back into that mix of making me feel a little bit better about what kind of a hockey club we got going forward this year,
0: right? Florida's a lot better, though. They've, they've looked a lot better this year. They've, sure. they've got a lot of talent. Uh, they do have a
1: yeah, lot of talent.
2: they got strong little, offensively, and uh, you know you kind of saw it towards the last season. They didn't make uh, make the playoffs, but they made uh, a Hell, a close push towards the end, but yeah, it, it, it'll, it'll be a good test for the boys tonight, and uh, especially like said, defensively, yeah, for sure. If, um, yeah, if if we can grab two points tonight, uh, it you know puts us back up there. My think.
0: thing is, though, it's like from such a bad start. Yeah, then
1: I'm yeah I'm feeling much I'm feeling good, and I'm I'm I'm
0: the whole pod is feeling a lot better. We're after a much better mindset. We are than all last smiling. Week. Yeah,
1: everybody's so happy. Yeah, yeah. this is
0: so exciting. We got three more points from Tampa than what we did from Nashville. Yes, huge.
1: Mm-hmm. Thing about it is, here is my thing with tonight's game: is like, as bad as Bobrovsky was last year, I know
0: that he's a fantastic goalie, and he's gonna be better this and year. A winner,
1: I hope. Two time Vesna winner. I, I, I kind of hope he's a little bit better. Not really,
3: I, but because, not tonight. Not tonight. But he was just in so general awful last though,
1: year that it was just like I felt kind of. No, nah, I shouldn't even say that. Kind of glad. Anyway, the thing is but though, this he, year, he's a good goalie. He had you know, his bad year. There yeah, it is. He can he can go out there and have a hell of a game. And I'm just so you know, if we come out there and that's the kind of Mabrowski that we see the Bobrovsky that that played for us so well for, for six plus years, uh, we still gotta see if we if we got any if we got any good goal scoring tonight, because we don't have Line a in the lineup yet. So yeah. this will be a nice test if Bobrovsky and, and their defensive core is playing well. I think it's going to be a nice test to see if we can, if we can generate enough offense to
2: score, you know, uh, score
0: enough goals to win the game. Yeah. We know his weakness.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've, we've taken, uh, well, in <laughs> the squads taken a uh, a lot of uh, shots against him in practice over the years. So hopefully they uh, maybe uh, know a thing or two that, uh Worenski other... lit him up last year, Bebe in uh hat trick. Hat trick. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve game. Elvis's fantastic. first win. Yeah, big big game there. So, so huge game tonight. <laughs> yeah. I think dude, This would be. Good. I mean, I'd be really happy for Corpusallo too. This would be a big win for him to kind of, you know, get the job done against Bob. Yeah,
0: he's been good all year. He's, been, sure good. he's, he's little, been good. You know, he's been good all year. Yeah.
2: But, you know, he's always he's good. just
0: steady Eddie. He's yeah. you know, he allows two, he's, three I mean, goals the fact maybe. The
2: is he's a different goaltender than he was you know three, four years ago. I mean, he's for sure legitimately. Uh, Number one, uh, number when he one was board. back, when and he was
0: ba- when he was backing up, Bob, yeah. backing up his boy. The understudy,
1: the student becomes the teacher. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you'll hear about it
0: on, on the, the next board. on the next pod. On the next pod, but we're about to watch it here in we're just a second. Puck's about to drop in a little bit, actually. So, all right, last last part. Let's talk some DFS strategy.
1: Some more of these tiers I've been playing. So. Um, Real
0: quick, by this part in the pod, last time, you would have noticed that uh I had had too many drinks <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to bring that up and just, and and, and no, no, no. well hold on hold on, hold on, hold on i 'm not done and then <laughs> and then i 'll take questions afterwards all right we're, so I had a couple too many drinks before the pod yeah, nobody noticed. over at uh over at the mayor 's <laughs> house no, <that's laughs> so uh when this part was happening last week, I, I may have been slurring my words. I just want to let See you guys like, know, uh, for the rest, for the rest of the year, <laughs> for the rest of the year, I will not be drinking uh, Heavily before oh, the podcast, I I, I want. Know, right, I I'll be, I'll be making up. I appreciate everybody uh, respecting my decision on this as well. <laughs> and he
2: says that until the weather turns, you're not using your mic as a pillow this week. I mean, no, <laughs> like just
0: holding me up <laughs> just <laughs> like. Last week, oh yeah, that. it was. Yeah. Tell me about Jossaw. Uh, awesome. <laughs>
1: Connor Davidson, the tears first line or the first tier this this week. Yeah, or
2: tonight's tonight's game. So. How do, not, uh, how do you not play Connor McDavid? I'm playing not Connor
1: McDavid, Mc even you know, though it kind of sucks. Night. I don't know. I'm playing Connor McDavid. I'm going through my lineup right now. Just so
0: right now, you can you can obviously set yourself apart by going with somebody else because yeah. he's going to be the highest known guy. And let's be real here: if if you're playing a tournament now, if you're uh, playing the uh, uh, top three. Winners in the tiers contest, you uh, you don't have to play that as much as a uh, tournament because right. you can win a little bit of money regardless. But um, okay. you know, separating yourself. Um, is there anybody else you guys like in the first tier? I like it, Austin
1: Matthews because Toronto yeah, has been like all Spanish. in this year, fantastic this year. Toronto and Montreal have both impressed me, um, mm-hmm. especially Montreal. You I know, mean, Montreal's looked fantastic, but then it's like, well, are you gonna pick Nathan McKinnon or Patrice Bergeron? It's like. Either one of them would also be famous. That's the
3: thing about that tier one is it's just, just it's, it's almost a crapshoot. But shit. that's what we got
1: to do. We got to try, right? I and why I'm not picking Patrice Bergeron is simply and solely based on the fact that Boston, he could have
0: he he's got to be a little bit more uh, uh, volatile as far as he could go the whole game and not score. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying is I feel like Boston's had trouble scoring goals at the beginning of the season. Um, could be a high scoring game though between. Could be because they beat they beat Philadelphia the other night. They came back and won five to four. So they they might have found their 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 streak here. But yeah, he going early assist, on. Early on, Boston was having trouble scoring. So that's why I'm kind of steering away from uh, Patrice Bergeron, but I could easily pick Austin or uh, Nathan McKinnon tonight. I don't see why. I, it's a toss up for me between Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews. And Colorado's heating up a little bit Connor too. And, Austin, and Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Colorado. The thing he- is it's just like. When you watch Connor McDavid play, you're just like, "Wow, yeah, that guy is good and <laughs> he's fast." And and the
0: shoot. and and Edmonton has to score a hundred goals to lose by three.
1: Next yeah. year, I'm playing <laughs> Patrick uh, Patrick Kane, just because that's all Chicago has. That's it. And yeah. they're actually kind of playing pretty well. And they're it's gonna score goals. It's be, yeah, who's gonna score them? It's got to be Patrick Kane or one of the guys on his line. Yeah. So.
3: Yeah. Um, so if he doesn't get the goal, he gets the assist.
1: Uh, Ronson is also in this tier. I like him as well. You could stack that with uh, Nathan McKinnon from the first tier. Run that line. Uh, you know that could be a good pairing because they're playing San Jose, who has been struggling recently. So um, another valuable option. But I'm rolling with. Uh,
0: they were getting old like three years ago.
1: <laughs> I, I struggled with the tier three. I was I was in a toss up between Mark Scheifele. And Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel doesn't have a goal yet this season. Uh, and Buffalo's playing the Rangers, who I think their defense and Garb. Uh, their goaltending is
0: garbage Starb. so far this season.
1: So I'm kind of. I think I think Eichel's due. I'm playing Eichel, man. I, I feel like except for
0: their, also, they have one shutout this year. The Rangers do. Rangers do on the Islanders. Oh, okay. that, well, game, so, that game. That game right. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah up, yeah, it ended up shutting them out after they got shut out the night I before. <laughs>
1: I'm also playing Drysaitl on the next tier, so I'm stacking yeah, Connor McDavid roll. with Leon Drysaitl. There's also some other viable options here. You know, Matthew Kachuk comes to mind. Gabriel Landeskog. You could step You could run a Colorado triple stack here with uh, McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog, and that would. Mm-hmm. Who knows, man? You just never know. But I- I'm rolling with. Um,
0: with with Leon the two Dreisaitl. with the with the two assist, uh, you know. Thing, you, you yeah, you got to stack lines. Yeah, it's it's. I so, feel
1: like though there's only so many goals that go around, so it's like when you triple stack something or when, when you're going or a heavy stack like that, you, you need to be banking on a lot of goals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one hundred, one hundred. Sometimes that's hard to predict. So I like just kind of like just this regular stack mentality of just kind of pairing up two double guys from the same line. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And a couple of them, like maybe this line, and then I got another line that I wanna I want to double stack as well.
1: Right. I am getting in on some Toronto action with the next tier. I'm playing John Tavares. Um, there's a lot of other good options here. Alex Barkov. They again, they played Columbus tonight. We're going to see kind of what happens with that. But talk about a big center. Um Huge guy, and, and he's fast. And I'm hoping he has a terrible game. That's why I'm not picking him. And I think Columbus's defense may may show up tonight. I'm going with some Tavares action. Getting in on that. I got Crosby, Kevin Hayes, and Joe Pavelski to round it up. Joe Pavelski in the last tier tonight, and he has been absolutely on fire since he's, since Dallas has come back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thirty points average per game. I think they only have two games, but yeah, this this is just you
0: guys. And that and you, that's put and that's putting the uh, the the salary and the tiers down a lot lower on those guys absolutely. because yep. uh, you know that. Uh, DraftKings, the, the, they're not looking at that. It's just such a s- small sample. They're, they're not small putting them. Right. And so they haven't been consistent on it. So it's hard for a lot of those guys. Um, um, it's hard for them to move a lot of those guys up.
1: You're right. Especially, yeah, you can't, joke, can't move Joe. I mean, hell, cause you uh, don't,
0: you just don't know. Draw Saddle was, it? what tier was he this week? Uh, third, third, tier three? Tier four. Three? four, four, tier four. four. Yeah. He's been tier one yeah. every week. So, yeah. I mean, like. Uh, they're they're evening it out they're right now. They're to figure
1: it out. Draft DraftKings is starting to make this a little bit more complicated, which we knew they would. But guys, when we shout out or uh, tweet out our contests, go ahead and join. Uh, let's have some fun. Apparently, yep. I have to restructure the way it's done because apparently it's yeah. We're gonna, we're going to be exactly. doing it. We're
3: going to going forward. We're going to do top two payouts of top three. Top Once
0: payouts. if we get enough people in there and we get up to over twenty, we can do this yeah, top. We, three. Yeah,
3: if we if we really yeah. start maxing out contests and everything, then we'll do top three. But Right now, when you've got eight to ten guys, top two payout, it really makes it worthwhile. Yeah, so, if you
0: win, you win a lot of money. Win some money.
3: <coughs> and you've some, you some fun doing it. So. For
0: right. sure,
1: 100%. I think that's all we got tonight, boys. Puck's about to drop against Florida. Uh, any last thoughts or comments? No. Go Jackets. Yeah, let's Go score jackets. some goals. Go Jackets, baby. Let's score some Jackets, man. we got to put it past Wabrowski tonight. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at in the Cannon And... Don't forget to share us with all of your friends and family, baby. Show share us on Anchor, share us on Spotify, Apple. Uh, Apple Tunes, what, I don't even use Apple, Apple so Podcasts. what's it called anymore? Anyway?
0: Follow- Definitely follow us on Twitter, because we have all of that on there. Yeah. And, you, and you might even see the podcast be featured in such articles by guys named Aaron Portzline. Aaron Portzline, Portz-Line. <laughs> gave us a little shout-out
1: in The Athletic this shout week. Shout-out to Aaron Portzline. <laughs> shout-out to Aaron <laughs> yeah. Portzline. What is up? Makes Maybe he's a fan of the pod. coming up in a pod. video. <laughs> the low-con
3: coming up in a video, hopefully soon. Might yeah, be on Saturday. Who can yeah. we we'll see? Uh, but yeah,
1: <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, We'll be back at you next week with all the recap, news and information, stats you guys need to know, and more DraftKings strategy. So without further ado, that's it, baby. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll see you.
1: Cheers.